Last time on the Mike and Jetty Show, Mike and Jetty read viewer mail and talked about video games. Stay tuned for the exciting conclusion. next any more emails uh yeah we have four more emails actually four emails and lots of comments okay let's get yeah let's, let's move quickly hey okay. uh hey guys at the risk of criticism here goes uh do you think a particular game has been ignored for too long and then in parentheses star tropics uh military madness on tg16 was a great game and among my favorites but the remake was disappointing. What remakes did you find most disappointing? Uh, personally, I'm bored of Mario. Does anyone feel like he just needs to disappear for a while? Uh, it, it continues. It continues. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Am I going to have to take notes again? Because uh, Yeah, no. because we've got about uh, six more uh, little six paragraphs. More conversation topics. Just send an email to me or something. I don't know. No, no, okay. I have to read it so that everyone can hear. Okay, 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 uh, fine. Retro Game Challenge for the DS. How awesome is it? Uh, what do you think is the most comfortable game controller to use? My vote is for GameCube controllers. I always opt to use mm-hmm. them for the Mario Kart Wii. Uh, not excited for 3D at all. I'd like to see more power pad dance dance revolution type controls for new games. Fighting games, not dancing games. I think it would be cool to do a fighter combo by jumping around. Thoughts here? Eat in your car... And put a reserved seating sign on your passenger's seat to just screw with the general public. Uh, I like I like that one. I like that one. How many or how many podcasts ago was that conversation going? That was the conversation where we started talking about John Jamie, who is somebody who well, I, I, a lot of. I remember, but which podcast was that? That was a while ago. That was a while ago. Was that thirty sixth? No. It's 36 boring gas problems, I think. Uh, oh, no, actually it was 37, so it wasn't that long ago. I remember because uh, I specifically listed in our uh, topics we discussed that uh, the Game Cola staff lead incredibly depressing lives. Yes, yes, I remember that. But I noticed that John Jamie, we, we, we brought up the subject because John Jamie comments on Game Cola a lot. Yes. And this got us completely off topic, and we talked about food for like 10 minutes yeah in hopes that he would respond to the podcast but he didn't so i guess we know for now we we know for certain that he doesn't listen to the podcast oh wait hold on uh i wasn't done reading this email you're not finished with the email okay okay oh paul please don't ever pronounce mario and chrono ever again thank you for game cola huzzah uh, Nathaniel, about your message from Dr. Light. Awesome and overdue. People need to calm down. Can't wait for the next podcast. Can't wait for the next podcast. Can't wait. For... Do we have a, a name for this person? Uh, this is Sarah New Hampshire, uh, Osnes81. Why are we getting so many Sarahs on this podcast? This is Sarah without an H. The other one was Sarah with an H. Thank you. Oh. Totally oh. different. Okay, well... 
I mean, do we have an email from C-E-R-A, Sarah, as in Sarah from The Land Before Time? Or Michael Sarah? That would be awesome if Michael Sarah or one of the cast from The Land Before Time emailed us. <laughs> yes. Michael Sarah, if you listen to the Game Cola podcast, please email us. Podcast at GameCola.net. Thank you. Yes. Even if you're a Michael Sarah impersonator, we'd love to hear from you. Yes. Or that, uh, the guy from, uh, Zombieland. Mm. Who kinda, you know, wanna be Michael Sarah. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, so topic number one. Games that have been ignored for far too long. Yes. I was actually playing Star Tropics recently. I don't know what Star Tropics is. Is it a game? Yeah, it's an NES game. Oh, an NES game. Yeah. I think my answer was going... Actually, no, I have an answer. It was uh, Fire Emblem 2. Yeah. My old answer was the Fire Emblem series, but I guess now that it's been brought to the United States that it's given some recognition. Yeah. But I think that was the only game on the list of like NES games that... I don't know where I'm going with this, but it's an NES game. It wasn't released in the United States. Yeah. And so when I was playing old NES games, I came across this one. I really loved it. I can't believe that, you know, there was no Fire Emblem here in the United States when it was a series elsewhere. Yeah. So I thought, wow, Fire Emblem's so ignored. It's still my favorite game of the series. No, I don't think I can say that. Have you played any of the Fire Emblem, or is this conversation dying here? No, I haven't played any Fire Emblem. See, I think overall the series is pretty much ignored anyway in favor of Final Fantasy. Yeah. It's one of those it's one of those RPGs where um it's a turn-based RPG. I'm not sure what the term is. Oh, it's a strategy or like a tactical strategy RPG. Yeah, where you don't have random battles. Yeah. And what differentiates Fire Emblem 2 from the rest is that you can replay certain random battles or replay certain battles over and over again. Really? Whereas usually in that genre, it's like you play one, you play the battle once and then never again. Yeah, that seems kind of odd that you would play it over and over. It was if you wanted to grind a particular character. <laughs> and there were only like four battles you could do that. Any of the battles that took place inside the caves, you could redo. Oh. Oh, okay, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, so like three or four caves scattered throughout the game. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh,. Anticipation, that's the game I would say. No. Uh I wrote a walkthrough for Anticipation. Wow. I remember going through the flea market, I guess, and seeing like four copies of that game available for sale, so it definitely is ignored. <laughs> Actually whether or not it deserves that, I can't say. Didn't they uh I'm just looking at my ROM list and I'm in the A's. Mm-hmm. Uh a boy and his blob, didn't they remake that recently? They remade it for the DS? Didn't they? No, they remade it for the Wii. Yeah, they had a Wii remake, and Michael Ridgway wrote something about it. Did he? I think so. I don't know. I didn't play it. I think he was the only one who did. Oh. And he wrote it. <laughs> uh, but that was the second remake. There was a remake for the Game Boy Color or Game Boy Advance, I think. Oh. How about that? I would say I would go look it up on Wikipedia, but I think we need to be moving along. Yeah, let's move along. Um, Military Madness on the TG-16 was a great game and among my favorites, but the remake was disappointing. What remakes did you find most disappointing? And then he brings up Mario, right? I think Mario needs to disappear. Are are those two separate topics? Oh, those are separate. I'm sorry. There's a space in between them. Oh, because Mario remakes is a... That could be... Put that down. 
as a as, as a topic for the next podcast. <laughs> I, yeah, I think I could make a whole podcast out of personally I'm bored of Mario. And uh, I think another podcast topic could be just remakes in general because we were talking um, earlier about the remakes of Final Fantasy. Yeah. And whether or not those are good or not. What's your general opinion? The Final Fantasy remakes? Are are remakes in general? It doesn't matter. Uh, I have not played any of the Final Fantasy remakes. Actually, I still play them on the Super Nintendo. And uh. Huh. So there you have it. He'd rather play the originals than the remakes. Yeah, well, I mean, most remakes, it's like you play the game again, but you paid for it again, and you might get, like, an extra item or an extra battle. It's like, eh, mm-hmm. not really worth it to me. I kind of agree, and that's sort of what bothers me about the Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time 3D remake. Yeah. Is because there's nothing new. Yeah. It, it's just the same game with 3D graphics. I think the best remake... I was actually thinking of Nancy Drew Secrets Can Kill a Remastered, where I think it was a it was actually a good remake because they added new puzzles and a new character and basically changed the entire plot line. Interesting. It's a, they didn't change it that much, but they, they did change the plot line, so Actually I think that would be kinda cool if like they took a key point of the story and changed it, you know? So then yeah, you actually they did. what they did? You're getting like a you're getting like a new game or a, a spin on the original game as opposed to just a copy. Yeah. See, the original game, um, the culprit was somebody called Mitch Dillon, and they have a completely different culprit in the remake. Oh. Yeah. So. So you're expecting one thing, and surprise, it is another. Surprise! It's like Mitch is not the culprit in this game. It was a total twist for everybody who, I guess, played the first one. Yeah. Well, I mean, like. It makes the game not boring for people who have played it before and who already know the ending. Mm-hmm. But I think I'll go back to Final Fantasy VI, as I mentioned earlier on the podcast, was the new things they added. Um, they added a fa- they ha- not a fast-forward. They added a run button or something like that. Okay. Which defeats the so purpose of the sprint shoes. Yeah, basically. So, I mean, I think some people were happy with that feature. Yeah. But the other things they added were basically like two bonus dungeons, which I was not pleased with because one of them was just let's fight a hundred battles in a row. Yeah. It's like okay, well that's just a lazy dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> that is just a lazy dungeon. It's like sure it tests your endurance, but I mean it's like let's not program let's program as little as we can. Yeah. Plus it kind of destroys the plot line because at the end of the game Terra falls off the ship and dies or something like that. Really? What happens at the end of the game? They leave it open as to what happened with Terra, right? Because she's flying in her Esper form, and they're saying, oh no, now that Kefka's dead, magic is gone, and the Espers all have to die. Really? I don't remember that part. Well, how did Final Fantasy III end in the SNES version? I don't remember that happening, at least. I thought she was, like, flying around in the credits. She was flying around in the credits. Or... She will know, like, uh, yeah, that's right, because the credits go and show you, like, what everybody's doing afterwards, right? I thought the credits show them all escaping from Kefka's tower as it disappears. And then we don't actually see them escape. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't even remember. But I distinctly remember there is something strange that happens to her at the credits. So it's sort of like left open. It's like, well, did she did she live or did she die? And that really upset me yeah. because they didn't resolve that plot line. And then now that we have a bonus dungeon, she's suddenly alive again for the bonus dungeon. Yeah. 
it seemed unfair. It's like, that's a cheap cop-out. Oh, well. Well, that just answers the question left open by the original ending. <laughs> I guess she's not dead. She she goes back to the orphanage and helps those kids. Duh. Duh. I, I don't think she should have died. It didn't make any sense to me. Yes. Uh... So moving along, moving along. Uh, Board of Mario, Richard. Moving on, we think we think remakes are good when they actually give you a reason for existing. Yes, I agree. Uh, when yeah, you actually get something different out of remakes, unlike the vast majority of remakes. Yeah, I think Paul would disagree because he likes the Monkey Island remakes, but forget him. <laughs> yes. Because those are that remake is just we're just this is the same old game with new graphics and. Now it's voice acting. Ooh, voice acting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, voice acting starring What's-His-Face, who's the voice of Guy Rush, Threepwood, Dominic, something. Next topic. So, um, bored with Mario. I I would disagree with the statement that I'm bored with Mario, because I generally don't play games outside of, say, the main Mario series. Mario Tennis? So it's like Mario Tennis, Mario Golf, Mario... Paint. Soccer, Mario Paint, Mario Bocce Ball. <laughs> He's running out of sports. Yes. Um, Mario Money Printer. Mm-hmm. So I basically don't play those ones. So really, if you just follow the main series, it's Super Mario. It's What is it? Super Mario 64, then Super Mario Sunshine like five years later, then Super Mario Galaxy another five years later. Super Mario Galaxy 2. Two years later. Two and a half years later, because they delayed it six months for Pokemon. They didn't want a Mario game and a Pokemon game coming out at the same time. Wow. I don't know. I've made this comment before that I sort of feel like Mario games, although this can be said about most extended franchises, mm-hmm. is that uh, they don't really have a lot to do with each other. So, like, if you just made Random Platformer and you replaced all references to Mario with some new character it wouldn't be as popular as the Mario game, because I think that just being a Mario game is what makes it sell, and that people think it's amazing, but if it wasn't called Mario, that it wouldn't be as popular as it is. Mm-hmm. Well, have you heard about, say, Kirby's Epic Yarn, where it was a random game starring a brand new character, and they thought it wouldn't sell, so they made it a Kirby yes, game? Yes, yes, I remember you guys talking about that previous podcast. And they did the same thing with um, the new Kid Icarus game. Really? It wasn't supposed to be Kid Icarus, it's just a, a flying game, and they're like, hey, let's make this Kid Icarus, then it's going to sell. Yeah. So, I mean, you might have a point. I'm not entirely sure with... Hmm. Yeah, you could be right. Well, like, at the same time, though... I'm thinking of Mario, though, because Mario, Super Mario Sunshine was just bad. <laughs> and I think, even though it was a Mario game, so it got good reviews, I think... We still got the idea that nobody really liked this game very much. Really? That was one that I never played. Well, there's a good reason for you not playing that one. Yeah, because I didn't own a GameCube. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now I can't ask you what Luigi's Mansion for the GameCube was like, because <laughs> I didn't play that one either. Oh. And it's like, Luigi's Mansion 2, y- yay? Am I excited about this or not? Hooray. Another Mario game without Mario in it. Huh. Retro Game Challenge for the DS. How awesome is it? I haven't played it. I've never heard of this. I don't even know what he's talking about. Next topic. Is it a game or is it a challenge? Uh, 
Wikipedia. The most comfortable game controller. Oh, yeah, you can look it up on Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. I'll talk about game controllers. I kind of agree that the GameCube game controller is very comfortable. Never owned a GameCube. They sort of designed the controller. I remember before the GameCube came out, and I was following the news stories on the controller, and originally it had, like, two hand, two places for you to rest your hands. Right. And you're thinking, okay, the outside ones will be for Americans who have big hands, <laughs> and the inside ones will be for Japanese people who have smaller hands. And they got rid of that, obviously, but... Interesting. They really put a lot of thought into it, whereas I think some of the other controllers are more like, let's just, we need eight buttons, so let's just put them wherever. Put them in a square, because that worked for the Super Nintendo. Yeah, I was going to say, let's just make our controller a a rectangle. Thank you, NES. Mm -hmm. It is strange to go from, like, the PlayStation controller to the NES. Yeah. It just feels strange. So generally, I've... um, that's what I do is, like, if I'm going to play games on one system, I won't, like, switch back and forth between systems. I'll just play a bunch of GameCube games for a while. Yeah. Otherwise, the controller just feels strange. Uh, I'm looking up Retro Game Challenge here, and it looks like, uh, let's see, Nintendo DS game, blah, blah, blah Namco Bandai. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, and it has a bunch of games that I've never heard of. Cosmic Gate, Robot Ninja, Haggleman. Rally King, Star Prince, Robot Ninja Haggleman 2, Rally King SP, Guardia Quest, Robot Ninja Haggleman 3. R- Robot Ninja Haggleman 3? Yes, Robot Ninja Haggleman 3. Oh, Haggleman. Haggle. Uh, I thought you said Haggleman. Oh, Haggle. Sorry. Like haggling, yeah. I guess. I've never heard of it. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Burger Time. Burger Time. Namco Namco needs to create something to put themselves back on the map. Yeah. I've been feeling that for a while, but I'm just I think I'm just sort of upset because they totally blew me off when I sent them my resume. <laughs> yeah. I, I wrote about that in the Game Cola blog post where it's like, hey, it's like I went to this conference and Namco Bandai was there and I was so excited, but they totally ignored me and were mean to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that lady who was running the booth. Huh? Oh well. So I said, forget you guys, you don't have any good games anyway. <laughs> well, so I think I came out the victor. Considering a retro game challenge, it kind of sounds that way. Mm-hmm. So next topic. Uh, wait, we already... They actually did one of those, I think they also did one of those for, like, the PlayStation 2, which is kind of stupid, which is a not a remake or a re-release, it's just we're packaging some old NES games together. Yeah, well, it does say that there was a sequel, uh, and that it had yeah. Wizman, Demon Returns, Super Kung Fu Fighting, Detective Kacho Parts 1 and 2, Gaudia Quest Saga, Gun Duel, Super Demon Returns, Triodos, Cosmic Gate, Massa X Version, Rally King X, Star Prince SA, Super Robot mm-hmm. Ninja Haggleman Komei Version, Triodos <laughs> DX, and Training Game. We need to get Jeff Day, author of Gamera Obscura, on the podcast to tell us what these games are. Yes. If he plays obscure games, he would know. Immediately. Dude, maybe what we should do, instead of getting uh, getting listeners to send us their phone numbers, we should just get the phone numbers of GameCola staff so we can call them, as it is now uh, 7.30 in the morning on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Wake them up. 
Yes, wake them up and be like, <laughs> Jeff Day, uh, tell me about Super, what was it, Super Robot Ninja Hagoman Komei version? Yeah, Komei version, wow. Yes. I'm still waiting for Super Ninja Hagoman 4. <laughs> does, does Wikipedia even have, there's no link to it, whoops. Oh no. Ninja, no, Ninja Hagoman, wait, Robot. Ninja. Super Robot Ninja? Robot Ninja. Ah, oh, okay. If I type it into search, like it gives me the suggested results. And mm-hmm. if I type in Robot uh, Ninja, it suggests Robot Ninja Hagelman 2, but it just re- redirects me to Retro Game Challenge. Man. Hold on. Let me click on the Japanese version because I bet there's a link to the game there. Uh. Not we have really... the intro here on game uh, on YouTube. Ninja Jaja Marukun. Copyright that... 1985 by Gears. I've never heard of that company. Gears. Ninja 19... Jaja Marukun. Is that super? Okay. It is, or no? It is the primary inspiration between Robot Ninja Hagelman. Hold on a second. Now okay. it's saying this game was made for the Retro Games Challenge, a game where is for the Nintendo DS where all the games were made to look like NES games, but they were new. Really? Really? Is that the point behind Retro Games Challenge? Hold on. Uh. So they made up a bunch of new games designed to look like they were NES games? Hold on, hold on. Uh, Maybe Each this- game is original, but with graphic, sound, and gameplay elements which make it look old or retro. Wow! This actually could be an amazing game. We should have not made fun of it. Wow. Well, I can make, I can edit the podcast to make it sound like we thought this was a great idea and make it sound like we actually knew about the game and that maybe we had read the Wikipedia article before making fun of it. Game Informer put it on their list of best games for 2009. Wow. Wow. Reception as of June. Well, yeah, I just said exactly what you just said. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> oh, they're not they're not selling the second one here in the United States. Yeah. How could how hard would it be to localize these games? Cuz if they're supposed to be like NES games, doesn't that mean they have like three words <laughs> to translate? So anyway, anyway, on to our next topic. Not excited for 3D. Okay. I'm not very excited for it either. Yeah. I do like his suggestion of uh, fighting games being controlled by, like, actually doing, like, jumping uppercuts and stuff. I think it would be interesting to see a fighting game. Um, actually, no, I think I mentioned this. It'd be interesting to see if they did, like, with the a fighting game with the DDR controller. DDR. An adventure game where you play as the, uh, you play with the Guitar Hero controller. Interesting. I think that's what I said, and they, they actually, like, implemented it in the Back to the Future series, which blew my mind. Do you use the, uh, the guitar as you play, uh, Johnny Be Good? Is that what happens? That was, that was what I was saying in my fake preview of the game, and then in episode three, there's a Guitar Hero showdown. You don't actually use the Guitar Hero controller because of yeah. the PC version, oh. but... Marty Still, that's one of the challenges, is a guitar showdown. Wow. So yes, in answer to this, uh, I think it would be cool. Uh, next topic. Uh, 
Cool. Paul, don't pronounce Mario or Chrono again. Mario or Chrono. Excuse me. Chrono. So he's the hero of Chrono Trigger? Chrono? Chrono Trigger? I don't know. I haven't... There's no H in it? There's no H in Chrono for the name of the character. Because I have here in my notes that it has an H, so I've been mispronouncing his name the whole time. Hold on, let me let me go. Where is it? Chrono. See, when I played the actual game itself, I sort of, again, like with Final Fantasy III, I named the characters after other things. Yeah, no, the... The real characters' names. Chrono and Chrono Trigger was spelled without the H. Okay, I, I named them after Dragon Ball Z characters because... The Dragon Ball Z guy worked on that game, and oh, it's yeah. obvious that he was copy-pasting characters. Well, isn't that what he always does? I guess, but, I mean... I don't know, I haven't seen any of his other works besides Dragon Ball Z. Uh, no, that's basically all he ever does. Yeah, but I'm mean, like, oh, oh, so it's the female scientist who creates a time machine. Okay, well, that was season four of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> it's like the time machine, we have monsters from the future, and we have to save the future and the present. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Paul, don't pronounce Mary or Chrono. Uh, Nathaniel, about your message from Dr. Light. Awesome and overdue. People need to calm down. That was a video on Nathaniel's YouTube, and uh, on behalf of Nathaniel, I'll say uh, thank you and you're welcome. Oh, we missed uh, eat in your car and put a reserved seating sign on your passenger's seat. I think that's a very good idea. Yes. Actually, uh, I do have a car now, so I have actually gone through a drive-thru. But I have yet to go through a drive-thru and then sit and eat in my car. That is actually a good solution. I was just talking about going to my car to eat. I never actually thought about going to a drive-thru. Yeah, and then eating in your car? I packed a lunch, and then I went to my car. Yeah, it was always a a lunch I had packed ahead of time. Yeah, well, that's the thing is, uh, I think that's what we were discussing originally, but I didn't have a car. So I just said mm-hmm. that I would, like, go to a nearby park, like, in the office area. Yeah. Yeah, but kind of the same thing. See, it's unfair, because I know my sister, what she does is all of her friends from work go out to eat together. Yeah. Like, they have lunch together, so, you know, all of them pay for lunch, but nobody from my work wants to come out and hang. Well, yeah, we're going to have to cut that from the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But um, nobody from my work... Um, at the time that we were discussing this is um, now I'm totally thrown off. Yeah. I'm mixing up my current work with the work at the time of our discussion. Yeah. But nobody from my work actually knew my name or talked to me back then. Oh. So it's just the boss. He was the only one who knew my name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're that gray guy, right? Yeah, it was, it was, uh, whatever you call it. We had to type up forms. So it's basically, you just, sh- you just sit down, you just shut up and type forms all day long. It was an Data entry job. Yeah. So I quit. <laughs> Sounds like fun. Yeah, it was for, uh, it was for Yes Video, which is the place that transfers VHS tapes to DVD. Wow. Mm-hmm. Why? For people who have, like, home videos or stuff. Oh, on okay. Their... I was going to say. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that's all. What was the last topic? Can't wait for the next podcast. Can't wait for the next podcast. Well, your wait is over because you are listening to the podcast now. Awesome. 
Yes. Okay, next one. Next next email. Email number from Sarah of Sarahsville, New York. Uh, hold on. Let me get a handle on this one. It has odd grammar. Oh, it was... Well, it starts off saying message, message. <laughs> I'm liking this already. Uh, message, message. I was replaying the old Nintendo 64's Glover, and when I beat it, it said, You win, but you missed some garabs. So I went back to beat the game again, got all the garabs, and all it did was, You win. All they did was remove the you missed some garabs part. No new cuts. Really? Yeah. No new cuts sane. He says scene, but it's got like an accent mark. No, it's got, it's got an accent mark on the E. Like going down. So like cutscene. Uh, just some useless cheat codes that you didn't even have enough time to write down during the credits. The game, the game just spat in my face. I was so angry, I almost swore off replaying games of my childhood. So my question is, if you know of any games that are just so awful that you would not recommend to anyone, so I can make sure I avoid them. Final Fantasy 3. <laughs> uh, no, no, oh. Seventh Saga, uh, Air Fortress. Super Smash Brothers Brawl. Really? Yeah, I, I didn't like it. Um, again, I think it's just like what we said about the Mario series, where it wouldn't sell if it didn't have Mario and Zelda and Donkey yeah. Kong. Yeah. Even though, who who likes Donkey Kong? Because Donkey Kong hasn't done anything. When was the last Donkey Kong game? Well, I guess Donkey Kong had Donkey Kong Country. Yeah, and then Donkey Kong 64, I think, was the last one that anybody paid attention to. He's they also made... in the Mario Kart games. Yeah. They made kind of like saying he's in... Yeah. Yeah. They made two games for the Game Boy Advance, which weren't very good. It was a control scheme where you were allowed to only control Donkey Kong by pressing the L and R buttons. Wow. So that was the gimmick, and they stretched it out into, like, two games. <laughs> it got, like, tired after, like, the first two levels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't he have that, like, bongo game... You're right, the Bongo Bash one where, yeah, that was for the GameCube and you could buy a Bongo controller, but it didn't really work so well. Really? You, what people did to cheat was instead of clapping their hands, they would just snap their hands or just snap their fingers. Yeah. So you, you could get away with that because the controls weren't that tight. Hmm. So I guess that brings us back to a former question about controls and different controllers. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't always work. Sometimes. And Donkey Kong, the bongo game, was a perfect example. So moving on. Other games we wouldn't recommend. I, yeah, yeah. moving on. Let's move well, on. Here's the next email. Uh, hello, podcasters. I have discussion topics for the podcast. Huh, I wonder who wrote this one. Uh, one, force Paul to talk about 999. Nine persons, nine hours, nine doors. Two, why are there no games getting a dual release for the DS and 3DS? I remember a lot when a lot of games had a dual release for PS2 and PS3. 3. Are there any RPGs with a good scheme for experience points? It feels like RPGs will either force you to get a ridiculously huge amount of EXP to level up, or they'll have enemies which deal out about 1 EXP per battle. 
it feels like there should be some sort of middle ground between the two extremes. Michael. Ah, okay. So this email was sent by Michael. Okay, well, Michael, um, I'm, I'm totally forgetting his topics already. Uh, Number one, force Paul to talk about 999. Yeah, Paul's not here, so I guess we can't force him to do it, but it's an adventure game for the DS, and it's rated M. For mature. Yeah, so I think Paul really liked it. Oh. I'm not sure if he really liked it. It's, it's one of those games where it like came out in December, and so he didn't get to get a chance to play it until like January, and then he's like, too bad I didn't play it earlier because then I would have nominated it for like oh. the game of the year column. Yeah. So it made his top ten for 2010. Oh. Yeah, that, I think that happens a lot with a lot of the big name games come out in December or so. Yeah, for Christmas. For Christmas, and then you don't really get a chance to play them. And I think some games have unfairly lost the end-of-year awards just because of that. Yeah. Why are there no games getting a dual release for the DS and 3DS? Uh, because no one cares about the 3DS. <laughs> I get what you did there, Jetty. That was clever. <laughs> yeah, it seems like... I don't know. If there was a dual release for the 3DS and the DS, then I would just buy the DS version and not buy the fancy new system. So I'm pretty sure that's what they're thinking. Yeah. Plus, it probably costs more to do a double release, and the stores would probably mix the two of them up. Yeah. Although that didn't seem to be a problem with PS2 and PS3 dual releases, so I don't know. Uh, are there any RPGs with a good scheme for experience points? No. Nope. I was playing Paper Mario 64 recently, and it's one of those games where you have to get 100 EXP to level up, but the amount of EXP you get from the enemies depends on what your level is and what level the enemies are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I revisited, say, like, the first area, the enemies gave me no EXP whatsoever. Yeah. So it's like I'd fight this battle and defeat two enemies, and they would still, like, do damage to me, like, one thing of damage. Yeah, and I get no I EXP get from them, and it made me upset. I remember in uh, I used to play a lot of Final Fantasy XI, the online game, mm-hmm. and uh, it was the same thing where like, how much EXP you got from the battle was based on your level versus their level, and uh, as you got higher in level, it became very easy for a monster that is too weak to even give you any EXP to kill you. Yeah. So you lose 10% of your EXP trying to defeat something that would have given you nothing. Brilliant. I think I think they those games should really consider um, when we make the game cola RPG, we will definitely make sure that if that's the EXP scheme, then those random battles with lower enemies would be skipped. Yeah, like uh, Earthbound. Yeah. Does it does that happen in Earthbound? Uh, if an enemy is so weak that like it's pointless to battle them. Uh, mm-hmm. It just says, oh, you won. Like, you still actually oh, okay. get EXP for it even, but it's just that, like, the there's no point to have EXP. Actually, I would say Earthbound had kind of a good EXP scheme where, like, uh, the amount of EXP you need per level sort of shoots up mm-hmm. after a point, so you level off and you can't really, like, uh, gain more levels in that area. But mm-hmm. then when you move to the next area, the next group of enemies in that area are giving you so very much more that, like, it's easy to level again, and then you get up to where it, like, exponentially goes up, and then you move on to the next area. So you can never, like, out-level the area that you're in. Yeah. Uh, That's an interesting idea. 
Yeah, so... What I've always... Um, I mean, what I'm used to is, say, like in the Final Fantasy series, where... You just need a ridiculous amount of EXP. I guess maybe it's Final Fantasy, but no, I'm thinking of one where when you go to the next area, basically what you have to do is I, I fight all the time in area one, and then when I reach area number two, I have to spend all my money on equipment. Yeah. And so the enemies are still doing the exact same amount of damage. Yeah. Only now I'm broke now. <laughs> so it's like, so there's really no point in uh, leveling up. Yeah. Technically, it's like, okay, well, now that I... Now that I have 10 defense, the enemies have 15 attacks. So it's like it's basically the same yeah. gap between you and the monsters. Yeah. Well, it's something to uh, increase the amount of playtime and uh, prevent you from moving along too quickly. I guess. Are there any RPGs where they don't have EXP? Well, I guess that would just annoy you. Well, I mean, uh, there are some games where... It'd be strategy RPGs, though. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not really like regular RPGs that do that. Yeah. Oh, well. Anyway, uh, next email, since we're hurrying along. Since uh, we're hurrying along. We'll split this up into two podcasts. Yeah, I think we may have to, because I, I still have one more email, and then all of the Mike YouTube Mike Getty's uh, bogus adventure, and uh, or right, excellent adventure, and then bogus journey. Yes. That's what we named the two of them. Yes, the Mike and Jetty show. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Hey there, Game Cola. Crew, Rizaman33 here again, and I have a few questions for you, and my sister has one. Oh my goodness, Razorman. Razorman, yes. Is his sister named Sarah? Uh, they don't say. I might have to look at the other email that they sent us before. Uh, it doesn't matter. Question one. Have you ever spoiled the game for yourself before? Whether it was a new or old game, if so, do you regret it? For example, I've spoiled Phoenix Wright 3 for myself by reading what happened and who the culprits are before even buying the game, and I regret it. Question two. What is your favorite scene, line, and or quote from the Ace Attorney series? My favorite... Oh, man. (laughs) My favorite was when Edgeworth first saw the blue badger in Case 5 and said, What was that wriggling piece of plywood? Mm Mm-hmm. I think he actually dropped a swear word in that sentence. I avoided it. Okay. It's, It's not a bad swear word, though. No. But it's not the worst one that Edgeworth says in the game. This is a, a G-rated podcast. Yes. Although iTunes has us listed as explicit. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, then again, Christian Porter... Is on most of the podcasts, yeah. Yeah. Uh, my sister's question. When you are talking about a game, have you ever spoiled the ending or the whole game for people who haven't played it yet? Uh, Oh, yeah. If you did, did you get any hate mail about it? You know, maybe we should just, like, answer these questions as I read them instead of reading them all in order. Mm -hmm. But I'm already halfway done, and this is the last email, so I'm just going to keep going. Okay. Uh, Question four. Have you ever played a game or watched someone else play a game and immediately loved it? For example, I was watching my cousin play Zelda Ocarina of Time, and I loved it the first time I saw it, and I'm a huge Zelda fan today. Same same thing happened to me. I was watching somebody play it. I forget his name, but that's that's how I got interested in Zelda Ocarina of Time, as I watched somebody else play it. I remember the exact place where he was doing it. It was in the one room in the Spirit Temple where you have to move the mirror to uh, shine on the various suns, and there are like four suns in the room. So the answer is yes, and I know it in nerdy detail. Are you Rizaman33? No. Is your sister's name Sarah? I didn't write any of the emails for this podcast. Are you crazy? 
Question 5. What is your favorite music from the Ace Attorney series? Mine is the Tell the Truth theme from Justice for All. and the. I, I can answer this for Paul. It's um, the Turnabout Sisters theme. He played it at his wedding, and I think this was mentioned on his wedding episode. Or on his wedding post, it's like he played that song. Wow. The one that goes do 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 do. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's the one that plays uh, at the start of case number two of the first game. I've never actually played the games, so uh, I'm kind of useless in this whole discussion about. Uh... You'll 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 you just have to trust me that it's it's good music. I will. Well, it's interesting. I think Nathaniel Hoover he commented on the Phoenix Wright series, which was. They redo the music for every single game. Really? Yeah, which is strange sometimes because there are some theme songs which stay constant, if if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like they, you have Maya's scene in the first for Maya's theme because she's a character, so they have music specifically for her, and they yeah. had to remake it for the second game because the second game oh. is like we're remaking all the music. Yeah. And you know, then they had to remake it again for the third game. Yeah. But. So if you're if you're like playing the game simultaneously, it's going to annoy you. But if you're playing them one at a time, it doesn't. Uh, what are the other questions? Favorite Ace Attorney quote? I think I liked. Um, I don't know. We'll come back to this oh, later on when somebody else who's played Ace Attorney yeah, can answer. That's the thing. Well, like, okay, have you ever spoiled the game for yourself? I think I spoiled the ending for Phoenix Wright Three. I think I might have. I don't remember. Yeah, I mean, I know that I've done it before. I just can't remember what it was i also i tend to do this uh where like i'll be playing a game and i'll like be interested in the game so i'll go look it up on wikipedia but then then it tells you what happened yeah and i'm like why did i read that i think yeah those are the ones that i i regret the most is when it's accidentally spoiled to you rather than yeah. you know I was trying to see what happened because like you'll you'll be reading like the character descriptions and mm-hmm. suddenly you'll be like oh yeah and then uh you know he does this and you're like no <laughs> why yeah and like uh the ghost trick uh phantom detective or whatever i i remember the ending for that was spoiled and i didn't like it yeah the main character is actually ooh Spoiler alert, everybody cover your ears, by the way. The main character is actually a cat. Meow? Meow. Well, actually, uh, have you ever played a game or watched someone else play a game? Oh, you know, that wasn't it. Huh. Uh, wait. Oh, my sister's question. When you're talking about a game, have you ever spoiled the ending or the whole game for people who haven't played it yet? In which case, you just did, Michael Gray. I think the answer is yes. (laughs) Uh... (laughs) But, but no, when talking with people, I try not to spoil it. I, I've, yeah. We uh, we've never gotten any hate mail, actually. At least not that I know of. I don't know. I uh, some people have different ideas about what counts as a spoiler. Yeah. So if it's something I think would count as a spoiler, then I wouldn't say it. Yeah. But you know, other people have different ideas about what's a spoiler. Yeah. So like. Say in Final Fantasy III for the SNES, it's like some people think it's a spoiler when I tell them that Kefka is the final boss of the game. Yeah. It's like, well, it's pretty obvious that he's the final boss of the game. At least I thought so, but... Yeah. Hmm. Uh, what is your favorite scene, line, and or quote from the Ace Attorney series? I think you said we should discuss that when there's actually people... Who love the series who are here. Yeah. Unlike 
me. I've never played it before. Uh, there are so many great lines, which is why the most recent one was a sort of a, I don't want to say failure, but it wasn't as good. Because, yeah. you know, they made the original games in like 2008, 2009, the translations. Yeah. And, you know, then the economy died and everybody got fired. And so Capcom had to hire new people. They, oh. I think I called them unpaid interns who translated <laughs> the most recent game. Yeah. And they, they didn't know what to do. They didn't have good dialogue at all. It's just really a poor translation. But the first three games are really good. And, you know, they, they have like Scooby-Doo references and things like that. I wouldn't know. I like the Scooby-Doo references. Those were, those were good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Canadian references. <laughs> Canada. They have a Canadian judge, which was actually good. Oh, wow. But I'm, I'm only thinking of that because that's the thing I just played. <laughs> but I think if you watch my video walkthroughs, if half the time, if it's a line that I find really amusing, I'll say it out loud and comment on it. <laughs> yeah. It's like when Ema says, he's my hero. No, what does she say? Edgeworth, like, makes an objection. She's like, oh, what a hunk. He's my hero. Really? <laughs> it's just such an out-of-place line. Because he hasn't done anything hunky or heroic at all. Yeah. He's just being a jerk. Yeah. So, you know, I made a point to say that as her, just to make fun of it. Yes. But I I remember that line still. I find it amusing because it was so out of place. Yeah. Any more more comments? Have you ever played a game and immediately loved it? You already talked about uh, Ocarina of Time. Uh, about you, Jetty. I mean, have you ever seen somebody play a game and then immediately love it? Uh, I don't think so. Although, uh, I am a big fan of Front Mission, and Front Mission 4, uh, when I first played that, I was like, this game is amazing. I think the same thing happened to me with Phoenix Wright 2, but that was the first Phoenix Wright game I played. Yeah, this was my, uh, Mm. fourth. (laughs) This was your fourth (laughs) game in the series that you liked, yeah. So... Uh, yes. You know that it's in. Uh, I think it works better for older games or less complicated games. I think because nowadays, yeah. I think with huge expansive games, it's like the gameplay gets old quick. Or I'm thinking of Legend of Zelda for the GameCube, where the start of the game is nothing like the end of the game. Yeah. So it's like, eh. So they tricked you. Yeah. They put all the cool stuff at the beginning to make you think it's a great game, yeah. so you should play it. Yeah, Xenogears was kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, like, Front Mission 4, uh, they did a lot of improvements compared to, like, the previous Front Missions, so it was uh, pretty neat. I don't know. Okay. Uh, comments. We got comments on YouTube. Okay, cool. And then and then we're going to leave, because I have to, like, pick people up. Oh. Uh, okay, I'll rush through this. Luigi Mansion 2. Weren't we just talking about this? Uh, we were. Luigi's Mansion 2 is about the only thing I can think of as, oh, hey, that's coming out. Or, oh, somebody yeah, said that. Yeah, it was that. the only game which was actually a surprise, I think. Well, okay, actually, uh, somebody had said that in the podcast, and he was... On the was, podcast, yeah. This is Sax Dude Malloy again. Uh, Uh-oh. He was quoting them, and he says, uh, what about Rayman Origins? I mean, no more rabbits, back to the roots of the old, uh, limbless hero. I'm psyched for that. I haven't played any Rayman or Rayman Driving Rabbids. I remember in, oh, what's that game? Prince of Persia, The Warrior Within, where you could get the Rayman glove as a special hidden item. 
and that's as close as I've gotten to touching that series. Yeah, I've never played it either. But maybe it's exciting if you're a fan of the series. Probably. It's like if they announce a Mario game, it's like, here's a Mario game, and it's a big focus on Yoshi. <laughs> and so people who are big fans of Yoshi will... I think that's the comparable thing. That's a good comparison. Uh, next comment. Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm. A decent puzzle game for the PC. Big Kahuna Reef 2. It's like Bejeweled. But fish-themed and with explosions. Uh, other than that, the first two Oddworld games would be good choices if Sarah likes puzzle performers. Oh, okay, I think she's... Or so this was a comment from somebody... Uh, somebody named Sarah sent in a question. Okay, yeah, last time, remember, Sarah asked, uh, what are good games... Is this the same Sarah or a different Sarah? Okay, this is Sax Dude Malloy again uh, saying this, but giving an answer to Sarah who asked a question on the previous podcast. Yes, yes. Um, I think as Game Cola writers, we are legally required to say that we like Telltale's puzzle game. <laughs> Nelson Tether's uh, Puzzle Agent, which they just released the sequel to, and we're all excited about it. Uh, hooray. And Paul sent out an email to the staff saying, does anybody want a copy of the review code? And nobody answered. <laughs> but we still like it. Uh, or Machinarium, which is a steampunk point-and-click. Well, that's not that bad. So these are games that he is suggesting to Sarah. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Saxon Moy. Uh, next comment. Uh, don't be so modest, you guys. You have a lot of fans, including me. For PC, I like... And then there were none... From the Agatha Christie series. I've heard bad most... things about that game. Or I've heard bad things about the remake for it for the Wii. Horrible controls. Well, this is the Wii. Oh, the Wii version? Well, no, I, I mean, this is the PC version okay, that they're talking well, about. But, you know, a... I can imagine... I can only imagine bad controls on the Wii. Ooh. Well, you know, I thought that it would be a really smart idea to do point-and-click adventures on the Wii, but everybody disagreed. Yeah. Uh, it's mostly adventure, though, but that's my fave... PC game right now. And of course, there's always the Nancy Drew series, Michael Gray. Yes, yes. Uh, and on the topic of game rage, yesterday, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, uh, that seems to be a popular topic today, mm-hmm. uh, I killed a redead with fire and it promptly stood up and killed me. Yeah, that would, that would incite game rage. I think uh, I think what she's trying to say is that um, she did it like a split second too early, and then the character, so the attack had no effect, which yeah. is unfair. Don't you hate it in a game where like you attack the enemy, but you did it like a second too early or a second too late, and you yeah. die? I agree. Yes. But Ocarina of Time I, uh, is a popular popular topic just because the remake just came out, right? Did it? Yeah, the remake. The 3D remake came out, and all the reviews are people who just love the original game, and they talk about the original game rather than actually mentioning the remake at any point in their review. Which makes sense, because the remake is not different at all, but if it... I don't know, I haven't played the remake, but I get the sense that it's not different at all, because nobody says anything about the new features. Michael? I can only guess there are no new features. Is there an earthquake in California? There could be. Oh, I just hear a lot of rumbling. That was me turning off the fan. <laughs> okay. Sorry. That's okay. Anyway. Uh, oh, and then they said, uh, also I enjoyed your Drama Queens podcast. It was funny. That was a funny one. 
That was from Diana. Paul was going to do a. Ooh, it's not from Sarah. No, this is from Diana this time. Oh, wow. I thought Paul was going to do a sequel to that, but then he didn't. I thought that they were going to do another one. They were going to do one for, like, his wedding or something? I'm not sure. Oh, that's right. But I missed out on his bachelor party where they did play video games because I was sleeping. Huh? Well, I had a long, plane. long plane flight and then a long car trip. <laughs> it's like a two-hour car trip from the airport to the place where the wedding was. Really? Mm-hmm. And, was... and then you had to walk to the zoo? Yeah. I, I basically had heat stroke for half the time I was in D.C. Oh, that's fun. I wouldn't recommend it. I mean, I'd recommend going to D.C., but not having heat stroke. Uh, heat stroke is, uh, gets a thumbs down. Uh, that's sad. Mm-hmm. Okay, anything else? Uh, the first four mins, I had no idea what was happening. Dot, 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 dot. Moonwolf 3445. Uh, I think the first four minutes were uh, self-explanatory. Were they? Wasn't it just the introduction of the podcast? I don't know. I don't know which video we're commenting on. Uh, this was probably podcast 38, or 37, because we just recorded 38, or I just put 38 up, uh, so I guess they would be talking about 37. Okay, I think... Uh, in which case... Just watch the previous video to get the tail end of the previous conversation. I don't know. <laughs> That's a good point, actually, that it would have been... Yeah, I don't know which... <laughs> Which video in that podcast that it was? It could have been like video number three, and the person didn't watch video number two, and so they don't understand the conversation topic at all. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. I know when I made like the podcast videos or videos based off the podcast, I tried to split them up into logical places, but that's not always possible. Yeah. We don't like limit our convers. We don't have conversations in like convenient ten minute chunks. Sadly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's actually all of the. Uh... The comments and emails and stuff. Okay, well, I've got to go, so I guess I won't be able to talk about the topics I actually brought, the topic I have from, like, 2008. I'll probably email it to you, and you can discuss it on the next podcast. Oh, sounds like fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to say, uh, okay, housekeeping, uh, go to gamecola.net, uh, our website, uh, like us on Facebook. What is our Facebook? Game Cola. Game Cola, yeah, and then Twitter, which is Game Cola. I thought it was GC.net. That's our no, YouTube. That's our YouTube is GC.net. Okay. Uh, subscribe on iTunes and give us good reviews. If you can figure out comment. how. Yeah. Comment and tell us that you love us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and send us an email at podcast.gamecola.net. Yep. Hooray. 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 It's a wonderful podcast. Hey, good work, Michael Gray, the Mike and Jetty Show. Okay. Uh, high five. High five. Yes, over the internet. Yes. Uh, okay. Hooray. That was podcast number 39. Goodbye, everybody. Okay, goodbye. Okay, see, I've got to go pick up my sister, who is not Sarah, from (laughs) her work. Well, I'm surprised I have to pick her up from her work. Isn't she going to go have dinner with all of her friends at her work because they all go out and eat together?